All right. That's the creepy. That's the creepy voice. And we're back. We're live. Yeah, it's uh, Monday today, Monday, April 13th. I had to open up the the dialogue here. It's Monday, Andy. And and I'm really excited to be back again for another quarantine happy hour. We've got some repeaters. We've got some new people. We might have another guest join us sometime through the call. But uh, you know, we kind of give people a chance to tell us what they're working on, what they're thinking about, and uh, just kind of connect with each other and maybe tell some jokes or something. I know Andy always has a good uh, penny whistle song to to play for everyone. I don't today. Not today. Oh, Ooh, we can't get it. I might have to get the. Uh, Andy? I lost the penny whistle in a in a uh, forest, what? a forest in uh, a redwood forest, actually. Well, this is a good story. Yeah, and. Uh, and I was playing it to the trees, and uh, and then it it must have fell out of my pocket because, um, and it's not that good of a story. It was just it's gone forever. It's gone forever. But I was the trees now the trees now get to appreciate it. So, but it was uh, it was such a good tool for writing catchy jazz tunes. I know. Well, I'll get another one. That's okay. <laughs> don't you worry. About penny- that. <laughs> so you can get a get a penny whistle endorsement from Fender. There you go. Sweet. <laughs> well, first, first things first, I want everybody who is just listening later to know who is here on the stream. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's go around and let everybody introduce themselves. So uh, let people know who you are, what you're up to, where you are, what you play. And uh, if you've got, got some music you want to plug, a release of yours, then feel free to also do that. But let's, uh, let's start with Dan Pugach tonight. Okay, I'm Dan Pugach, and I'm a drummer. That's it. <laughs> no, I play drums and compose a little bit and arrange, and uh, right now I'm doing nothing. And I usually live in Brooklyn, but uh, we escaped. When this all started, we escaped to Connecticut, and now we're, we're here, me and my wife, Nicole Zoraitis, the vocalist. And that's it. We released a, a little single on Outside In in March. And we're waiting for a couple of more videos uh, for another release. And that's, that's, that's about it. They're at the mastering engineer. They're coming, I promise. <laughs> Dan has been anxiously awaiting. And I know there are some people that are watching live on the stream here. Uh, so if we get some questions, they might, I might interject with some questions from the audience. So please feel free. Uh, let's see. One of my students is here. Hi, Josh. And Hi, Josh. I don't know. Who, I think I guess Hi, Josh. Is, yeah, everybody. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure who who this is for. Maybe Andy, Andrew, Posey, Summer Simmons. Oh, it's my cousin. Hey, oh, Posey. She says hello. <laughs> hey, Posey. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so we are uh, live, and we do have the stream going. So I can't see the questions if they come in. So feel free to drop something in if you want to ask any of these gentlemen a question or just start a, a suggestion. Uh, okay, so let's let everybody else uh, continue to introduce themselves. We only got through one. We're doing great. <laughs> doing very well. Really good. So uh, the next two people need to differentiate how you'd like to be called for the rest of the interview because you have the same same name. So uh, Andy Bianco, why don't you go first? All right. How you doing, everybody? So um, once again, Nick, thanks for thanks for uh, hosting this podcast. I really enjoy this. A lot of fun. And uh, Dan and Andrew, it's great to see you both. Um, my name is Andy Bianco. I'm a professional performing guitarist 
Jazz, composer and jazz artist based out of Brooklyn. I live in here in Windsor Terrace in uh, Brooklyn, New York, and um, I'm promoting my record NYC Stories, which is on Outside in Music on the Next Level imprint. Um, it's available on all platforms. Um, and that came out on February 7th. And I'm also promoting a record that I'm on and a good friend of mine's album, uh, his name is George Burton, and he has a new record called Reciprocity on Inner Circle Records. That's a great record too. So please check uh, both of those out and uh, look forward to uh, getting into some interesting topics and having a good time today. So thank you. Beautiful. And Andrew Andy Gutowskis. Uh, yeah, you can call me, uh, I don't know, Gatowskis. Is that okay. how you can differentiate? Sure. Gatowskis. Uh, Andrew Gatowskis. <laughs> and uh, I'm a baritone saxophonist and other woodwinds. And uh, I live in Astoria, Queens in New York City. And um, I don't have any, well, yeah, I do have one project that uh, we're waiting to release, uh, working on releasing a new album that I recorded last year, the trio record with uh Josh Paris on bass and Chris Smith on drums. And uh, so that's due to come out sometime this year. And um, I have another record on Outside In called Look Up um, from 2017 and on Outside In Music. And uh, I have another project that I'm working on, a band called Brass Against. It's a rock brass group. And we just released an EP, yeah, our first original EP on the 11th of April. So we're excited about that and hope that a lot of people get to listen to it and listen to lots of music because we all need to listen to lots of music to get through this crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This Thanks is for true. having me on, Nick. Appreciate uh, yeah, of everything course. you're doing for everybody and keeping us all somewhat, somewhat sane and social. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, before we go too far, we do need to know what you guys are drinking. I see Andy has a very fancy cocktail. Andy oh, yeah. Bianco. This is, oh, Andy Bianco, yeah. Well, Andrew has a fancier jar, though. He's got the mason jar, which is that's super, uh, that's super trendy, super hipster. So I got to give him points for that. This is a, um, it's a an amaro, like a Campari. It's actually from Venice. It's called Pila. Let me grab the bottle because it's pretty cool. Oh, okay. He's off. He's gone. We'll see if he comes back. Just leave a blank chair there for like. <laughs> He's <minutes>. back. <laughs> Right, so this stuff here, it's like Campari, but cheaper. So it's just nice little Mediterranean cocktail. I am half Italian, so this with some fresh Sicilian lemon juice on the rocks, mm. it's nice, smooth, delicious. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Uh, this is just some uh, kombucha that my girlfriend makes herself and uh, infused with pineapple and mango, and I put some tequila and some ice in it, so it tastes delicious. <laughs> how, do you, how do you make kombucha? Um, well, there's this little like bacteria thing called a SCOBY. It's like this kind of like long, uh, slimy looking thing. And it's kind of like, like in the shape of a disc. And so you basically brew, um, a bunch of sweet tea, uh, and then you get this little thing called the SCOBY and it kind of just rests on top and it eats from, eats the sugar from the sugar and the sweet tea from the sweets from the sweet tea, thus carbonating the sh turning the sugar into carbonation and uh, whatever that, you know, I don't know science. So uh, sounds like a terrifying process. Yeah. It's like a week long and then the thing grows you and then you, you can like separate it and it just keeps growing. You can make more. And anyway, it's been, it's been great to have just a nice little, cool. little treat for the two of us. 
Yeah. But it's supposed to be awesome. healthy, right? I yeah, it's know. great for your guts. It's, it's really healthy. good for your guts. That's what they say. Okay. It tastes good. Have you yeah. had it, Dan? I've, no. I've only had it like once or twice. I don't, I don't see a reason. Effervescent. I haven't had a reason to try it yet. I mean, I think the last time I, I think I've tried it on tour. Is the only time I've tried it. And then like trying to be quote unquote healthy while to be on, on the road. Like, hey, let me drink this kombucha. And then I'd take like three sips and I throw it away. Oh, yeah. Well, it was because Diana was on the road working um, on a show. She's an actor, if those who are listening that don't know. And, uh, and yeah, so someone in her show was like, here, you want to do this? Mm-hmm. And so she just started it because it was like extra SCOBY. And, uh, oh, extra, she had extra. Oh, I see. So is it kind of like yeah. a sourdough starter kind of Kind thing? of, yeah. And it grows, it, like it gr- keeps growing, this SCOBY thing. So you, a- after you use it a couple times to like eat the sugar on the, you know, we do a couple of brews, it grows. So you have to peel it off and then you can house it for, you know, months and months, like in its own juice for like, and then it, they, it just, this just keeps happening where it keeps growing. So you, you can give it away to people and oh. anyway. This is really boring. Oh yeah, I'm working on, I got a handlebar going. Oh wow, you do. I didn't see it. It was too small. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh man. I'm not seeing anybody, so it's cool. Well, you're seeing us right now. Yeah, well, that's true. That's good. good, I didn't even notice. Hey man, the the one thing about kombucha I will say is the first time that I tried it, I wasn't a fan, but it does grow on you and it like it's it is really good especially if you're on the road i think it's really good for gut health especially if you're not eating super healthy because you're on the road or if you like you're drinking too much i feel like it's good and it's the type of thing once you get into it like when i first had it i didn't like it and now i love it it's, it's like pro probiotics kind of a yeah yeah it's it's active it's active, live yeah. cultures so you, it's, it's actually live organisms and it's you know it's heavily fermented and <laughs> it's cool yeah I don't know about mixing it with tequila, though, so I don't know about, I don't know about that. Purpose, I don't know right? about yeah. yeah, totally. It cancels it all out, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's quarantine. It's a quarantine. So, you know. Quarantine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know about you guys, if you're keeping track. I don't know. But for me, today was like officially like a one-month mark. The 13th of March, I got back from a tour and kind of huh. just have been in quarantine. Well, just kind of being by myself since then. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm just kind of, I just curious how you guys are holding up. I know I talked to Dan a week ago, or I don't know when that was. Two weeks was ago. Was that a week ago? No, exactly. I don't know. Well, I, more than I think I had this ago. big beard that I was trying to. Oh, I, I forgot a beard that. then. Yeah. Right. It was like a huge beard, and then I, I got ready for to get it. Get your, your quarantine beard. Yeah, quarantine I do. Yeah, I, I started it pre, the whole thing, because right. I was nice. working. You hit start. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But then I got tired of it. I couldn't. I couldn't eat. Oh, I get stuck in the. Yeah. Yeah. I had. I mean, everything is fine, but the ones here, like the little fish that. Oh yeah. Fish called. So <laughs> you know, I had to move them aside. It was just disgusting. I, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I love where this is going. I love where this is going. <laughs> well, great. Nick, you know, our my last gig, my last gig was a month ago today with Dan in his not that. Yeah, so that was my la- literally my last gig. Really, the fifty-five oh, yeah, bar, yeah. fifty-five bar. Yeah, that was that was, that was the thirteenth. Uh, and I was worried. <laughs> I didn't want to go. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to play music, but I was a little worried about just being out. Mm-hmm. That was in March. Yeah, dog. 
Yeah. Yep. And so oh, shortly yeah. after that's when New York kind of went on lockdown, Oh, yeah, right? March 13th. Shortly after that. Yeah, a couple of days later. So that was while this stuff was like almost getting canceled. Right. And uh, somehow 55R was still open. Yeah, it was before After, they closed everything down. Yeah, right. Smalls was already closed and everything else was closed. Yeah. And I was still playing Jewish weddings right. up until like the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> They're intense. They're intense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I'm just, you know, I just wanted to check in and say like, uh, so I know that I had like a lot of things canceled, a lot of places and just, I know you, Andy, weren't you supposed to be in Europe like this whole time? Yeah, uh, yeah. My I was supposed to leave the twenty first of March, and then yeah, I would have been there until the twenty sixth of April. So it was yeah, about almost six weeks got canceled. Wow. That was a bummer. Yeah. And I have a bunch of I have a bunch of dates in July and May, and, and they're all yeah, they're all pretty much getting canceled, which is kind even, of even even July is getting canceled for you. Yeah, well, it's like festivals. Um, yeah, like just like festivals and stuff, they're all being canceled ahead of time preemptively. And um, I mean, it's months and months and months of work that are just no, disappearing. I mean, for everybody, it's not just me, but um, yeah, I just saw an article today that was <laughs> saying that like, like, like live concerts will probably be one of the last things to come back, potentially not until next year, like in really? the fall of 2021. Yeah. But that's just, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. worst case scenario but um but i imagine it'll be pretty hard for people to go back out you know it's going to be people will be scared to, to be in groups and right things like that but right uh, but yeah anyway to answer your question i was yes i was supposed to be in europe right now <laughs> so i mean we talked a little bit before in previous weeks with the other two guys but um about, <clears throat> so what have you been what have you been working on since this last month you've been kind of by yourself and i've seen you making bread on instagram but yeah, nice. made some bread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, artistically, it's been interesting. Um, I don't know. It just feels like I don't know. We're all we're all kind of attached to our phones and to social media. Um, so it was interesting to just see like the influx of of content of even more content than usual. Like just like, like everyone was like, "Oh crap! I gotta like I really gotta put my shit out." So then it was just like seeing lots of uh, things on the phone then i got then i go through this anxiety because it's like i need to be working because i have all this time uh so that was like a little stressful to like just be like to have all the time and and not know what to do with it um but uh anyway to to get to your point what i've been working on (laughs) um or if it's just just like hanging out with my girlfriend yeah Yeah. self-care like you know we my girlfriend and i spent uh we realized at the beginning of march we spent 36 hours together in year the year 2020 that's like across almost three months or two and a half months or two but uh so like the silver lining is is definitely like that we get to hang out and like be together um so that's been nice Mm -hmm. um self-care yeah baking a lot of bread um baking things like i make homemade crackers i play a lot of piano Mm-hmm. like Bach uh, well-tempered clavier just like working through that and uh, just a little bit of saxophone it ha- it's been weird it's been a mix of reading 
eating, sleeping, and playing some music sometimes. Yeah, it's been weird. Um, Definitely weird. But it's cool. Yeah, I wrote a song. Not, like, I have a song in the works for like the things that I do all day, which is basically eat, sleep, and uh, eating and sleeping and reading. Eating, sleeping, reading, eating, sleeping, and reading. And sleeping. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a three. It's in a it's like a nice waltz. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll when it's written, I'll play. It. I'll send it to you. Okay, please do. Okay, yeah. wait. Is it playable on Penny Whistle? Definitely, yeah. It's definitely diatonic. <laughs> Will it be available on platforms near you? <laughs> yeah, it'll be on all the platforms. <laughs> all the platforms. Except for, except for the subway platforms, because you can't go there. Exactly. Uh, a question from uh, Andrew Ziemba, who's Chris Ziemba's dad, if you know Chris Ziemba. Oh, yeah. Right, and Diana is confirming eating, sleeping, and reading. <laughs> Where do you read this off of? Can we see uh, it? Yeah, you can see it. It's on uh, Facebook, on oh, Outside in Music Facebook channel. People are writing some, some questions. And so this is actually a pretty poignant question. Um, has anybody tried filing for unemployment as an independent contractor slash self-employed? Yeah. I, I haven't tried to do it yet. Uh, have you guys tried? Have you had success? success? Yes. Did it work? Yes. Did you Surprise. get money? Did you get money? I, I did. Oh, Last week, you, yeah. Oh, nice. Did any did Andy Bianco or Dan? Did you two guys try to do it? You want to go first, Dan? Or I, I think we filed, but uh, we're supposed to get a letter that will probably say no, and then we're supposed to submit all the ten ninety nines because we're, you know, uh, we only had like you know the system shows whatever whatever W twos you've had, mm -hmm. and those were really not. Uh, not a lot, like just like random gigs here and there. So I think we should, and because we're not in Brooklyn, we can't check our mail. Oh yeah. So uh, we're we're kind of. I don't have an answer yet. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't. I haven't been able to get a through with regards to that yet. I've been. Um, I have been. I'm. I'm waiting for it to sort of even out. I mean, they increase their servers by something like sixteen hundred percent in their personnel. So I think it's going to even out. Um, and the other thing is just in general, uh, you know, from the, from the time that you become unemployed, you can get unemployment to that point. But one thing that I have been uh, focusing on, and I'd like to share some of this at some point in discussion, yeah, is just grant opportunities, um, which there are many. Um, so I've been sort of focusing on that. And, and I've, you know, I'm grateful I've had some uh, success with that. And there seems to be every day there's more opportunities that are coming in. Um, and these grants are, you know, they're, they're definitely very helpful. And there's less of a, there seems to be, of course, it depends on the grant, but there's less of a bureaucratic sort of mess is, is trying to deal with, you know, unemployment.gov in New York State. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I tried a, a few of those, but I also have been dragging my feet because it says, oh, get together all the gigs you missed and with the dates and the very right. one document. Yep. And I was like, ah, I'll do it later. And then I missed like a bunch of deadlines. Yeah, a bunch of them closed. I, I yeah, like up. the... Yep. I'm a there member there of are a the, lot of work to ISJack. put Jack together. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's new ones. Ever. I mean, there was one that came out literally this morning. Yeah. Um, there, and I got on it and filled it up. It, well, it's, the, it's through the, um, the Jazz Road, which yeah, is also which is through Arts, South yeah. Arts. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's sort of loosely affiliated, affiliated with um, the chamber, the CMA Jazz, probably. 
Um, I'm thinking, but no, no, yeah, no, so they're, they're all, all of them are sharing the same things. Like I'm getting yeah. the same emails, the same brands from like American composer forum and then the Rangers thing and CMA and South Arts. Yeah, and, well, South, South Arts is, I just, cause when I, I mean, when I first, cause Dan, you and I were talking about this. I remember a couple of weeks back or, um, you know, South Arts, I mean, I heard of that through CMA, through CMA Jazz. And for the Jazz Row, that was one of the ones that I learned about through CMA. But this one that they came out today, it's not the typical Jazz Row touring scholarship. Right. It's a specific COVID-19, and it's for $1,000. And yeah, it's actually it's super quick. But literally, I mean, I submitted it. I mean, I will. So I, I did this this morning. So it had been open for a couple hours. And I did get sort of kicked out of the site. It crashed twice. Yeah. But literally, it, it took me about 15 minutes to do. Now, for example, the Music Cares Scholarship, which is another good one um, from the Grammy Foundation, that took a lot longer to do. That took me like all day to do. Um, but that's a really good one too. Well, I think my wife filed for both of us yeah. uh, for, right. that, for the Music Cares. I don't if know I if... can interject on the, on the unemployment yeah. thing really quick, like uh, a suggestion, I don't know if you've tr either of you tried this, but if you, um, they split, at least in New York State, they split up the days um, by the, your last name. Uh, it's like A through H on Monday, like days you can apply, but Thursday through Sunday, it's open. And also I would suggest, like I started my application really early. Like I, it was like, I don't know. Well, it wasn't that early. It was like 9, 9 a.m. But, <laughs> but they opened early. at 7.30 and like at 9 a.m. early for musicians. At 9 a.m. I was able to get through the website. Um, and there's a form now for just COVID. Hey, Martina, nice background. How are oh, you? I put this on yesterday, I forgot. It's, I'll it's just really good. It. Uh, <laughs> so sorry, I'm like, guys, um, my phone broke and I've just been dealing with that. Okay, so. who are problem. So, sorry, <laughs> Andy, you were telling us about the unemployment. Well, there's, uh, there's a new, like there's instructions on for self-employed, um, self-employed, artists such as ourselves um, where you kind of just it's like a form that tells you how to fill out the unemployment for New York State mm -hmm. um, so yeah I mean just just as a if it's worth checking out again and doing it early like in the morning um, but I can send you there I can send you the link to the to the form where they tell you like what to fill out for for those that those of us who are self-employed um, you have to submit like 1099s no. Okay. Yeah, it was weird, actually. I'm, it is weird. It it's is very typical. Yeah. I mean, they have all of your stuff on files through the, you know, the taxes. That's true. They, they see who your employers are, but when you, when you write the write self-employed, that gives you the, I think, the access to the, the PUI, the the uh, pandemic fund. Um, that's right. for those who are affected by COVID, such as us. Um, so that's something to check it out and I can send it to you and uh, help you out if you need if you have questions. But, but yeah, I got my check. Yes. Uh, this last week. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. um, so dinner's on you then, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Also the, the, the music cares the the Grammy thing. That's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I that's a good one. That's a great one. So, mm -hmm. uh, I've told everybody that, you know, check that out for sure. They're, yeah. They've been the most responsive, the only one that's responded, and they've, you know, funding. So that's good. Great. Yeah. Martina, were you going to say you applied for that one too? 
Yeah, I I mean I haven't gotten the check yet, but I got the confirmation. That I oh, good. Received it, so that's good. I love your background. I know, it's so oh, colorful. Yeah, I, I said that yesterday. I <laughs> well, so. uh, now that you're here and we have a, a little break in the conversation slightly, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to those people that are listening and not watching and didn't see you enter the conversation? Right. Um, hi, I'm Martina. Um, I am a vocalist. And um, yeah, uh, I have... Um, I have, I released a record on Outside In Music in December with bassist Dan Shimmy Shemolensky. Our project is called Shimmy Tina. And um, I also have a band called The Ladybugs and I work with other people as well. Lots of people. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, that, Chris, that, sorry, holiday, holiday project did uh, super well. You guys there were rock stars in Rolling Stone. Oh. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. Sorry. Doesn't go on That's great. That's great news. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm really I'm really uh, uh, self-centered and don't pay attention to. Anybody. No, you just don't oh. look at your phone ever. You don't go on social media. I thought. Sometimes, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But speaking of phones, <laughs> this is the worst time to be without a phone. Yeah, how are you um, going to get a new phone? Well, I was talking to T-Mobile today. They said um, they're going to send me a new one, but it's just, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've just been dealing with that. Luckily, I figured out how to post to Instagram from my computer, so that's good. Oh, you can do that. <laughs> There's a little hack. I can, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can do it. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> um, so, Martina, uh, what, so what have you been up to? These other guys have shared kind of what they've been. Well, Andy shared what he's been doing. He's been making kombucha, just FYI. Oh, very cool. Spiking it with the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? I've been, uh, I've just been working on a lot of video collabs. Um, and making some videos as well with Josh, my husband, and some solo videos. But yeah, there's been doing that. Um, you know, that's been a very small source of income for me right now because people um, are sending me donations via PayPal. So that's that's nice. Uh, awesome. It's great. Yeah, um, I need to set up a Patreon too. That's on the list, and and I've had some um, online students and um, cooking a lot of food. <laughs> Very nice. So much seems food. To be, seems to be yeah. a universal, universal truth. I saw Dan made. What did you get? Made lasagna yesterday. Stalking you on the internet. I I don't remember. I don't <laughs> even know what day it is. We we've been. What Food every day, and we made like cookies. A, it wasn't a lasagna; it was like a eggplant thing. Oh, eggplant parm. Eggplant parm, yeah. yeah we've been oh, that like all the time. It's and like, I never had it before. I, I, I never thought it would be good, but it's actually good. It's really good. <laughs> great. It's awesome. Homemade sauce, I hope. Everything from uh, from okay. scratch, from from blood, from my flesh. <laughs> 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 Not sure where to go from there. Oh, I miss you. <laughs> we gotta use, you know, all the resources we have. Yeah. 
yeah. so dan i know you and nicole did a um like what did you guess did like a your concert on friday like a couple days yeah ago. so oh, yeah. I mean, how did that go it actually went really well i figured out how to how to put her and her keyboard with the vocals in front of the the computer the imac and she's running through a, a interface i have an audio interface and she's using a like a like a reverb pedal with a switch button so when she sings she has a reverb when she talks she turns it off oh, nice. and it, i don't i don't have to get reverb from the computer so it it goes you know she controls it and then i was in another room with my drums set up and all the mics coming in and i set up my uh iphone camera I have a new phone, so like I want, I was like, yeah, I want to try the new, the new camera, you know, like so it's it's streaming. So basically, we were both uh, connected to the same audio interface and with multiple cameras, and she did the main frame where she's singing and playing and reading the comments and taking requests, mm -hmm. and people can uh, d donate, you know, tips. Uh, some people have been very like overly generous. Awesome. Um, and then you can and then you can see me in like a square she can size me you know like resize and then it was really nice it's it's still out there somewhere you know like on a whatever and we did it through ecamm live mm -hmm. which costs like 25 dollars a month for like the pro all the shenanigans plus that goes into restream mm -hmm. which we're also paying like 20 dollars yeah. uh whatever because she wanted to be able to stream that to, to her, to her YouTube, to her Facebook profile, and her page. And her page is only allowed when you pay the full pro, whatever. Right. And you can embed there's like a widget that you can embed that into her website. So people, if if you know a lot of old people don't know how to work uh, Facebook, like, oh, I don't <laughs> want to create an account. I just want to see the show. And so they go to her website and they click it and then it plays. So that's gonna be our Friday. That's gonna be like her thing oh, that she cool. does every Friday, like four thirty. I guess it's like a kind of like an early side cocktail hour mm -hmm. for like two hours. We're just playing requests and people throw in money, and, and it's, cool. it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Nice man. Awesome. It's a great. It's a great plan. Yeah. So that was. So you guys are using Ecamm Live, the software, and and uh, Restream. And Restream. Yeah, I use Restream as well. But obviously, this is just Zoom, so that seems like it might be a better, a better option. Ecam, uh, yeah, Ecam e Live. I think it's got two M's. E yeah. yeah, I'm gonna write that down too. What was the other one? Uh, Restream. Uh, Restream.io. That's how and, you. And also, there's a the, you know, I don't know if you want to use your uh, built-in camera and if it's good or not, or if you want to use another one. Uh, there's an app called Epo Epocam. Uh, I don't know. Does it read backwards? No, no it's not backwards. I just it's just a little blurry. Okay, yeah. so it's called Epo Epocam HD. That that app cost me eight dollars. Mm -hmm. But it what it does is you 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 put it on the phone and on the computer, and then once the app is on, the phone turns into a, a streaming. Uh, like a webcam, like a HD top, top, top webcam. Oh yeah. And then I put it in the other room and it sits on the Wi-Fi. And then, uh, you know, I can stream, you know, myself 
as a second camera. Room. Wow. From oh, the wow. other room. Cool. And it, it was kind of kind of kind of cool. That's awesome. Nice. Have any yeah, it's great. Have, you, have you guys tried out Twitch at all? Mm-hmm. No. How how what's your experience been like with that, Nick? Um, there's not that many people doing music stuff over there. Right. Um, it's mostly video game stuff. So if you have a channel and you're not like if you can't drive the traffic there yourself, there's probably not a lot of organic like people searching for music stuff there. Maybe it's changing, but um, like I try, I've been streaming tons of stuff over there, and I get the report at the end of the show, uh, and it usually says uh, zero. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, but that's just my. Uh, my yeah. Opinion. No, I mean, Maybe I don't know. Be more successful, but no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just like looking into it right now because. Mm-hmm. There's been some people that have been using this website called Crowdcast as well. I heard that. We did that for the Tana and Antonio Sanchez put a festival called uh, Live from Our Living Rooms, mm-hmm. and they were using Crowdcast. The thing is that everyone has to create a like a login thing mm-hmm. to, to participate. So it's easier. It's an er, It's harder for viewers to get to it. Yeah. I guess, but it puts up a paywall though, right? It's, so it's not donations; it's like tickets. They put a pay. Yeah, I don't know the options, but yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's yeah. good to know, though. I mean, it's good information to share because we are all trying to. Who knows how long we're going to have to figure out how to do this for? So, I know, and even when it's over, it's like, what's going to be on the other side? I don't. I mean, the economy is just in such a rough place. I don't. I just don't feel confident that my work schedule will re- return back to normal for a really long time. Yeah. I don't personally. Yeah. I, don't. I agree. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Do you guys teach? Did you guys, I mean, I know Nick teaches at uh, college, but do you guys have, did you guys have lessons before all this online thing? Yeah, well, I was teaching at I teach the news school. I have one student oh. right now, and so that kind of shifted to online teaching. Okay, which has been interesting because they, I, I mean, they've had to literally change their whole platform in the matter of weeks, and uh, that's definitely been an interesting thing to try to like teach lessons online and uh, just like different. It's a different thing for sure. But it's been any weird. of you did did any of you use airgigs.com? No. no. I I have used it in the past, yeah. Is it good? Is it basically what for What did I do with it? I'm trying to remember which website this is. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Cuz I heard about it oh, and yeah. I, you know, there's, there's a list of things I'm supposed to be doing. But this I never one. get get around to it cuz I'm either sleeping or eating, so <laughs> or reading. <laughs> I have I I brought books with me uh, yeah. when we left Brooklyn. But where are you right now? We're in Connecticut. We oh. we're in uh, West Haven. So, so air gigs. I've done. I've. It's like just like remote hiring of musicians. So basically, somebody was like, "Hey, can you lay down like I need some um, low trombone notes on this song?" And I did it, and it was fine. And they paid me like whatever. 100 bucks 200 bucks okay it's just like a list of remote um remote play if they send you whatever like a click track like, just... like recording it's like yeah. the, uh, okay yeah oh, cool. it's like recording stuff it's not uh lessons or anything 
But I've been saying new lesson things pop up here and there. Spotify has a platform like that as well, right? What is it? Oh, they do. That's new, right? Uh, Spotify, what was it called? I'll look it up. Spotify artists, they have a whole thing. Sound better or something? Right. Hmm. Sound better. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, sound better. It's the similar kind of thing. Well, I don't know if you have to be like curated into their thing, but you can, how it works. Let's see. It's like, it says browse curated pros to do remote recordings for your projects. So let's see, I see engineers here ah. and mastering and producers and singers, drummers. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's similar to air gigs, I guess, but it's by Spotify. It's under sound better, mm. that's what it's called. Cool. cool. Yeah. I want to sound better. Yeah. <laughs> no way I <laughs> so Andy, I know you were saying that you might you had some other resources you might want to share. You were talking a couple minutes ago. Yeah, just in in terms of um, you know, the grant opportunities. It and, th and this is a really a really you know grateful for this. I'm sure we all are. It seems like each day there's new grants that are coming out. Um, the one specifically. Uh, that I wanted to mention is, is the is the new music solidarity fund is one. Um, of course, the uh, the Grammy Cares or sorry the Music Cares Foundation from the uh, the Grammys that's a great one, and they're very responsive. Uh, what's her, Jennifer Neff actually spoke with her, so it's like you can actually talk to staff. Um, I mean, I talked to some people in their New York office. So they're great. And then the one that just opened today is the one that is through um, South Arts. It's, it's a part of the Jazz Road uh, Touring Scholarship, and it's a brand new one, and it literally opened this morning. Um, so, I mean, that's – and again, like that took me – I got in on it maybe two hours after it opened, and, um, you know, it, it did – the site did crash on me a little bit, but then I was able to get it, and it's super easy to fill out. Like I uploaded, they essentially wanted you to tell, you know, what were the gigs you lost? Where were they? And then just some documentation about those gigs. So I sent them some emails. I sent them some flyers of my band, stuff like that. It's very easy to do. Um, the music cares, the Grammy one that took me all day. I probably submitted about 70 documents, but I did end up getting the grant, which is good. I'm grateful for that. Um, so, I mean, I just, I would just say, keep your eyes open for that. There's all kinds of stuff, you know. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Well, we got a Zoom bombing here from Philippe Lem. <laughs> Zoom bomb. <laughs> Zoom bomb. You guys heard about that? The people are hacking into yeah, people's Zoom calls? That's, that's a problem, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Philippe, what's the Zoom code? <laughs> what's yeah, the Zoom code? No, wait a minute. I'm going to, I'm unmuting you. We want to hear from you. Oh, you're not connected or something. Hey, Andy, what Can was that? Yeah. yeah. All right. What's that, Kusakis? What was the jazz one you were just talking about that just opened? Yeah. So it's um it's 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 through the Jazz Road, right? Yeah. So yeah, here I'll get you the link. Sorry. Um, yeah, no worries. I can look it up. Through, through, through South Arts is the name of the organization. South Arts. Okay. Great. Right. And yeah, it's called the Jazz Road Quick Assist Fund, and it offers grants of up to a thousand dollars to offset significant uh, lost gig revenue. And it's specifically for COVID. Um, and literally, it just came out today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I applied it, for it in the morning. But you need to you need to gather evidence for how much money you lost. 
That's yeah. the first right. brand that I yes. saw that you have to do that. Yeah. Right, but the evidence that you have to gather, it's not like it's not, like it's not very rigorous. Like emails, right? If you have a flyer, like I sent them a flyer of a gig that I had. I, I sent them the note from the mayor that said all gigs in New York City are canceled. I mean, that's evidence. That's all sorts of evidence. So if you're booked, like I was, you know, I sent them a, a screenshot of the Bar Next Door website and it has all of the gigs crossed out. That's mm -hmm. evidence. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Literally, it took me like 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, let me just say this because I just noticed this. Um, so uh, due to, hold on, I just saw this. Uh, due, to ex due to the demand for this scholarship, they're closing. Due to high demand, they're, gonna, they're closing the application process at 11.59 p.m. tonight. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. So, so, so you so you want to apply get off before this. midnight. <laughs> get off the chat. Go and <laughs> right talk is put, nice to see put you down all. the kombucha now. Put down your quarantini now. Come on. <laughs> nice. Now what I meant is that you have to prove uh, with the evidence that you lost over a thousand dollars. So not just that the gig is canceled, right. but that those gigs were worth more than a certain amount. I kind of read over that part in the beginning yeah. of it. Mm -hmm. So, hi, Philippe. Do you want to introduce hey yourself <laughs> to those that might watch or listen later? Um, hi, I'm Philippe. <laughs> I play drums and uh, I'm from the Netherlands, from Amsterdam. But you're in New York, right? Oh. Yep, yep, I'm in New York. And um, do you want to tell people about your project you've been working on or is it still top secret? Oh, no, it's, um, it's not top secret. I mean... Um, you're, you're, you're talking about the course, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in the last three weeks, I made this video course on uh, how to book a tour, basically. It's uh, probably not interesting for maybe for some of you, but it's more for people that have never booked a tour before and that uh, pretty much need sort of a step-by-step -step guidance. Like first we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, pay attention to this. And uh, if I would teach this as a class in a, in a college or in a school, it would be like, after this class, four months, everybody has booked a tour. So it's very practical. Um, it's, it's basically 10, 10 short parts that come with a set of assignments and worksheets and templates for, for pretty much every step along the way. Um, yeah, because I've been doing this for a long time and I get questions about this every now and then. So when uh, all the gigs got canceled, I was like, maybe, maybe let's uh, form that into a video now and, yeah. And so we'll see. It's like now to find out what platform I will use to, to release it on. Right. Let's I was going to say, is it going to be on your website or you haven't decided yet? We don't know yet. No, no, Not no. Yet. Okay. So you have to watch out for that. Yes. So also has a great trio and you guys just put out a video. What was the, what was that video you just put out? Oh, there was a Bulgarian song called Kalino Le Malino Le. It's a traditional Bulgarian song uh, in five and uh, Angelo, the piano player from the trio, Angelo Di Loretto, he arranged it and uh, he sent it and I played some drums over it and then Jeff plays the bass. And you know what everybody's doing these days with the Instagram collaboration videos. And we did that, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. I'm glad you could jump on, jump on the chat. You guys Are you guys all in New York here? Yeah, right? No, you're in Texas. I'm in Texas. Everybody else is in New York. Dan is in New York. like, where is that? Where are you, Dan? Connecticut. Connecticut. All right. Martin, Connecticut is basically New York, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Martina's in outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? I know my shoulders keep disappearing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm it's in, like you're in a black hole. 
Yeah, maybe I'll take I like it that. off. Um, I'm in. Wow. This is my apartment. Boxes of stuff that can't go to storage because storage is closed. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm in New York. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because uh, Nick, you have like sunlight coming in. I, I know. Like, Which part like, of New York are you I'm in? What's, uh, York. what's going on? <laughs> the best yeah, part. right now. Yeah, it's like right in my eyes too. It's like, in the south. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the south. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> in our seat. Mercy. <laughs> Andy, so, I like your green walls. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mercy. Yeah. I like green. So, you know, one thing that I like to ask people just to kind of share is, you know, have you guys found any new books or podcasts or shows or anything mm. that you've been checking out that you might be able to recommend to people who are looking for recommendations of something to inspire them or entertain or waste time? Mm. What was the, the next question? <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, uh, see you later. Uh, uh, okay, okay. I'm just, I just want to know how to pace myself. How to pace? <laughs> Nobody has to have any recommendations, but sometimes people have really great things that they've been checking out that it's worth, you know, I'm interested to know. Yeah. Uh, everyone's, I think, is watching Tiger King, so I started watching that. That's that's been pretty interesting. Yeah, you start to look a bit like him, I think. With uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I gotta I gotta, I gotta work on my lingo though. It's a little. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've read a couple of books. I read this book by uh, this guy Majid Nawaz, who's a uh, reformed Islamist. So that was very interesting. He's a he's actually married to a friend of mine, and uh, really amazing book. And then that uh, that. The book about that girl who was shot in Pakistan years ago, Malala. It's called I Am ah. Malala. Oh, yeah. So I finally read that, and that was super inspiring. It's really interesting. Oh, I think uh, I saw it somewhere. I think Nicole has it and never read it. It's but great. It's a, at least it's on the table. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And it's actually like really, it's really uh, uh, insightful in like how like life is in Pakistan and like how this, you know, this problem is like, they're not letting women go to school or they're trying to let girls like, like basically just not, yeah, they like bomb in schools and stuff. It's just a really crazy story. And this is like 10 years ago. So it's like, it's a, it's not like ancient times. This is, this, this is happening now, which is just mind blowing to think about um, that education is being, you know, prohibited for, you know, a lot of the culture, the whole, a lot of the country. Anyway, so that's been awesome, and uh, yeah, that those are those are books I highly recommend. The one by Majid Nawaz is called Radical, and so. Um, Gustav, is 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 that is Majid? Is he also like a YouTuber, like a YouTube podcast star? Because I feel like I've heard that name before. I'm not sure where. He's on Twitter, and he he has his own okay. show. On, he's he's based in London, so he does a lot of stuff. In, okay in the uk and so he's pretty is he, is he a part of like what they call like the intellectual dark web sort of vibe or i don't know so, it... i don't know about dark web he's definitely an intellectual he like yeah friend friendly with sam harris the philosopher and... oh. yeah so that's that's igw that's what they you know intellectual dark web like joe rogan sam harris those guys it sounds like it sounds like he's a part of that scene that's cool man that's interesting check that's it out interesting guy uh but yeah that's my that's my like oh i've been reading <laughs> so fancy. Usually, so I, most, mostly it's like playing Mario Kart with my girlfriend. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which is totally fair. 
Dad, I got the box. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I saw your dad's. <laughs> oh, nice. What does your dad send you? He's been sending me uh, grapefruits and oranges from his backyard. He lives in Arizona. And oh, uh, nice. he's been sending that. And then, like, lots of um, – he sent me a new ju a juicer because he had two juicers. So he sent me a juicer. Um, and then lots of uh, provisions for, like, if grocery stores shut down. So, like, canned tuna. <laughs> and, wow. <laughs> and, like, bags of, like, pre-packaged soups and things, you know, like dehydrated soups, which I'm very... Ramen? If shit hits the fan, then I will be, I will be well stopped, but uh, so funny. I'm being hopeful that things will be okay. Well, I hope so, too. Yeah. Those are, those are great recommendations. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so basically saying, have your family send you supplies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I'm lucky enough to live um, like 20 blocks from my mom and she dropped off a nice dinner for me a few days oh, ago. So. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. Some, some shrimp and tomato sauce and some rice. Those, <laughs> I mean, wow. So, but no oranges from Manhattan. So, no. <laughs> no grapefruits, yeah. yeah. yeah what was that movie that. we watched? Hang on. I'm He's got another recommendation. Nick, tell us something about you. You're just being a host here. Come I'm on. just a host. Yeah, I gotta tell you something about me. Yeah, what are you watching? What, what are you, you doing? Reading? I mean, you're just chilling in Texas or what? I'm just I've been teaching. I've been teaching a lot of teaching. Uh, nice. A lot, a lot of teaching. And Give us some students. I need some drum students. And then too. I don't have any <laughs> students. You don't have any students? I can't do anything here, man. <laughs> just just like the grooves on Instagram. Isn't that how you get students? Like... Uh, as a drummer, uh, you just post like uh, chopsy things, and then I, can't, the I have no chopsy things. And the thing is, I don't think that really you get no students from that. No, no students. I don't know. Yeah. I've I've actually <laughs> never gotten a student through Instagram. I don't know if you guys have, but oh, I don't oh, know, yeah. for sure. I, I mean, if you're really going for that, right? Like guys like Chet, you know, they're like their like whole Instagram thing is about like you can learn this shit, you know or Horace or whatever, like guys that are, I don't know, you need to do that really like consistent, I guess. Right. Yeah. You have to build it I up really and it's going it. to be like an educational channel. I just want a couple of students now for these couple of months. To, <laughs> yeah. I don't need, I don't need them for a, for a long time. So if just, there's any drummers that are looking for a temporary teacher. Temporary, yeah. Yeah. It's a very temporary. <laughs> teacher and, and, pay, like, and pay a lot of money. Yeah. Pay a lot of money. He's going to teach you how to book gigs too, though. So. Yeah, you no, have to pay separate for that. <laughs> separate. Have any? Pay, pay separate for the getting information on how to get gigs that don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That are yeah, extinct. Book, book, book a tour and then have to cancel everything. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, I had to cancel a lot. I had, to, I had like 20 shows booked in Europe and it took, I mean, you guys know, it takes so long to book these things. I know then you book shows, you book your own tours. It just, yeah. it should take so long. And it was just like, hundreds um, of hours of planning and all the shit and then it's just like so did they reschedule or just them. cancel i don't know but you guys maybe have the same thing it's so hard the rescheduling thing because we're i'm trying to put everything into october now like in fall because mm -hmm. we're going to the same region but everyone is trying to push their gigs to october and right. november so all the venues are like they prioritize you know they're going to be like well uh whatever like this band was supposed to play, so we have to prioritize those. So everything is sort of pushed forward now. Mm. Yeah. 
And there's no guarantee that things will be normal by then. I think a lot of venues will be gone, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. The other thing that's a concern about October and November, I mean, hopefully not, but I mean, it does seem like a, a safe distance where it clears what we're going through right now. But I mean, as I'm sure many of you have also heard, it seems like if there is going to be sort of a recurring second wave of this, the fall is when I've, I've heard that because it's supposed to subside in the summer. So it's just, it's really hard to figure out what the roadmap is going forward, I think, for everybody which is not, it's not a uh, comforting to say yeah. the least. Yeah. It's, I mean, nobody, also the venues, nobody is like the booking, like planning ahead in general became so hard, you know, like yeah. not just for, for, for anything, just like, how are you pacing things? When are you releasing stuff? What do you guys think? Are you, are we supposed to release things now when people are at home or are you guys waiting? I think it's a great time to release. I think it's time to release. Yeah. 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 Well, you guys would release a record now. Well, I mean, we just, I have a band that we just released something and it just seems like, I don't know what it would have been if we didn't release, if, if everything was regular and we released it, if we right. were on the same response. But it seems like those that are receiving it are like needed it. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like people are so hungry for art right now. And I mean, I'm getting, you know, I'm trying to post like two videos a week. So it's, it's not a record, but, um, people write to me saying like, thank you. That got me through my day. Like th it's yeah. great. every, yeah, every time. So I, I think. But besides the sort of like, all right, we have, we make some people happy with the music, right? Before we have a release because we have a tour coming up and you want right. to sort of like mm -hmm. capitalize in whatever way on the release, you know, the, the newness, but now the cap, I don't know how to capitalize on it. Like not just financially, but like in terms of, getting certain press things or getting booking certain shows or like all these things that sort of come together with that. Like, how do you, well, I mean, the press outlets are doing, doing a lot more right now, actually uh -huh. than usual. So it's actually easier to get coverage now than it's usual hmm. to be honest, uh, from the label point of view. Um, all the, all the, all the, they're all doing stuff like this. They're all doing chats. They're having interviews. They're doing stuff. They're doing a downbeat is doing digital editions like way more often. Hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're planning a big tour, then yeah, you probably should should wait. But uh, if you're not planning a tour, like some people are putting, usually would put stuff out without a big tour, they might just have a couple shows, then there's no reason to wait, in my opinion. But if you're gonna, if you really want to wait, but it's like you could wait six months and it gets canceled again. What are you just gonna wait a whole year to? That's not, you're right. Out? That's that's right. the thing yeah. that sucks. Like I'm just worried. Like I'm putting everything now for October, and then I'm just like, if that gets canceled too, then I'm like. Right, you have nothing oh. to do. And also like you can release the record now and release something else um, to promote the tour, like videos. Right, you're right, yeah, yeah. All so those releases reason. that we're talking about would be stuff that's recorded live pre-COVID, right? Because right now you can't go into a studio, you can't play with anybody live. So everything would be what, it's like overdubbed. Right. Uh, thing? New stuff, you mean? Like, yeah, like if, I, let's, let's say, you know, I don't have anything in the oven, although I have, but it's not, it's not a record, you know, it's just like yeah. content, but from now on, there's nothing I can really produce that's not, uh, like a, like a, right. like a virtual band thing, you know? 
So are, what are we, how are we contributing? How are we, we're pretty much responsible for, for what this is going to look like in, in a year from now. Right. And if everything that comes out is live stuff from, from before, then, then, then I guess it's great. But if we are now, if we're changing the model to like, okay, I'll record to a click, then I'll send it to you and you record a bass and then this is how we're making music now, then we might hurt ourselves. No, is that? I agree with you, Dan. I think there's a risk of that. I mean, I think it's really anybody's guess to your point to try to like, I mean, that's a huge question. I think everyone's trying to figure it out. The good news is, well, there's not a whole lot of, there's not really a clear path and you know, the good news is I think we're all figuring out together, which is good. But yeah, I mean, I have no idea what the live music market is going to look like after this. I think it's going to be, I don't know. I don't want to say anything, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm not even cheating on, on that, that way of recording. I mean, we're all professional and good. We, we, We can make it, we can make it sound good and stuff, but that's not really live. That's like, you know, but, Something that I'm concerned about, just to your point, and I don't know, maybe this is without cause, but I think if you sort of condition people to be receiving all of their entertainment, all of their creative arts online, they're going to, many of them, not the hardcore music lovers that know when you go out and see a live band, it's completely different. You can feel the artists in the room, they move the air, the music, like you have much more of a direct connection with the music and you see it in a live experience, going to the clubs, going to the festivals, whatever. But for people that don't know that as much, part of me thinks that there may be a bit of a risk that you're desensitizing or you're conditioning people to realize that, oh, they just, they don't need to go out to hear live music. They can just get it online. I mean, you know, why go out if it's raining or why go take the subway or why take a cab? You got to get a babysitter for your kids. If you and your wife want to go out, you can watch these concerts at home. And part of me is concerned about how that's going to affect the live music market going forward for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I truly think the whole world will be, I mean, so many jobs will disappear because you see how the world can function from everyone's, you know, homes. And I, and I think the only thing is like how unfortunately like music has to adapt right now to our current situation. And I I don't know. I, I also think adjusting and like catering to an internet audience is not actually a horrible thing because it gives you insurance for one another like crisis comes like you have this guaranteed audience and income and i know it hurts jazz because because jazz is about the interaction more than Mm -hmm. almost any type of music but i don't know i yeah i just think about what i can do to to adjust and 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 to cater my music to the current that's why I was saying, because I, I realized I was I was saying something that could, might be might be you know. So, I guess it depends on the on the genre, the style, and the con- the type of content you're putting out. Because it, it seems like if if uh, if the ladybugs would put a would put a thing together, it wouldn't suffer. Like you guys are totally, you know. And so there's no there's no compromise there. It's there, you know. So I'm I congratulate you and. <clears throat> And you should you should do it a hundred percent for something that's even big bands are not even that suffering because that's very well structured. 
but the small bands that are relying on like interpretation and and the, the moments and stuff those those might uh, might suffer more no i i absolutely agree uh, and a hundred percent but i guess like is there is there a way that you can create something different that will fit the situation that we're in well philippe what you have a trio that's like feeding off of each other what would you do right now i mean Scratch. you don't have anything in the exactly what do, what do you do to, to to produce content that doesn't look like a joke or yeah it's, i don't know i mean um we do i mean we have a record that's like in the final stages so i'm working on that now like but i can't like i'm supposed to finish the mixing uh, I need one more session, but you can't go back in the studio. So that sort of holds everything down, right? The mixing, then the mastering. I couldn't do a photo shoot, so we can't work on the artwork. So to produce new content is not really um, something I'm looking for now. I mean, yes, we're sending each other ideas. Like I compose something, I send it over, they send back the ideas. We kind of work on creating material. And then once we can get back together, you know, we have a head start, I guess. We have like, we have like five or six new ideas and we'll make tunes out of it. That's that's just um, yeah that's it. But you're right. You can't get together and play now. And for us, always the process was that we are working this sort of out collectively. It's not like oh, this is the tune. Just read it. Sort of we we write it as an idea, and then we try to find out what works life best. You know what the what the right vibe is. So, so we can't do that now. We can't. Well, there was an app called Jam Kazam, but. Those things, I don't know. There's, it's a little bit of a turn off the whole, like, in, like, I need to be in the room. Like I, it's like, I don't really feel like jam jamming with people. Like it's fun for like a one minute Instagram thing to lay down a groove and have something. And, and maybe it's cool because I can like hit up some people that I usually wouldn't play with. Maybe I haven't done that, but that could be cool <laughs> if they're interested, but Hey, I'm interested. I'm, hey. I'm the best in, in that price range. You, you can... <laughs> nice. Hey, hey Nick. Did you want to say something? Yeah. I just had a question for you. I had a question for you. Do you think that, I don't, it's something I've been thinking about. If, if, do you think the music industry will adapt to a more, like go back to like a more uh, financially viable recording? Like, you know, because records have basically turned into into business cards for for most people you know unless you're very famous and uh so do you do you feel like and we've been had to rely on touring playing live gigs do you think that there'll be a, a, a shift back to like recording like money being earned through recording or do you think that's like i don't know i just that's something i'm curious about i mean i'm you're, not a i'm not a what do you call a C? You're a record label. Come on. Well, you're a label. I don't know. You do the mad answer. That's what you do. <laughs> no, you know, um, I think, I think that, um, I, I mean, I kind of agree with Martina in the sense that like we have to create stuff that's of the moment and which is what we do, right, as jazz artists. And that moment right now might be different than the moment that was a year ago and a year from now. And we kind of have to adapt. I think that making music to fit how people are uh, consuming it is important. And that means maybe it's shorter and maybe it's not in the way that we normally would. But in terms of going back, I don't know if it's ever going to go back. I, I think it'll move forward in some other kind of way. Um, there, I was going to mention this at some point during the podcast, but there's a, 
an organization, I'll have to find it again, but that's doing, that's trying to take this opportunity to, and show all of this as reason to try to get the big labels to renegotiate the contracts with Spotify mm. and stuff. So it's a, like a, one of the branches of the musicians union. I forget exactly. I'll, I'll have to find it again, but cool. somebody sent it to me to sign this petition to like try to renegotiate the rates for the streaming. And so, I mean, I've said this to people for couple of years it's like really it's like if you could just move the decimal point over one spot and instead of paying a thousandth of a cent you pay a hundredth of a cent for a stream that's going to change a lot of people's incomes by a huge amount from yeah. hundreds of dollars to thousands or thousands to ten thousands like wow. a yeah. huge amount and so i think that uh, this could be a moment for artists to catalyze around that idea which i think we're all behind getting paid just you know a fraction of a cent more i mean it adds up to a lot for those services but they're getting but would that mean that we all start paying more for the service too like could be Spotify becomes like 10 times more expensive then maybe as a user it could be but they they sell so much they're they're buying up and creating so much original content now that they're earning money money directly on um on ads and stuff like they own podcast companies and podcast companies sell ads so all that money goes right to spotify what I haven't seen them do yet, which I think is possible, is that they could act, they could just as much act like a label and just start putting out content themselves and music. It's and like Netflix, right? Or bit. HBO. Exactly. Right. They haven't started. Yeah. Apple Music hasn't. Tidal hasn't. A little bit. Spotify's done like singles I've wow. seen over the years. But I mean, it's an, I don't know. I don't think it's going to go back to answer your question. Right, but I think right. Not back, forward. But- I think people. No, of course it's going to go back. What, what are you talking about? We're going to get over this. It's just like uh, people are sick now, but they're going to get better, and there will be a vaccine for it at some point. Yeah. No, of course. What do you mean we're going forward? Like people are not getting better anymore? Like it, this is just temporarily. Like let's all agree on that. Let's not freak out too loud. We're going to be out yeah. for a couple months. We lost gigs, but once this is over, everything goes back to exactly to how it used. To. I disagree. Yeah. yeah, I, mean, I don't agree at all. I disagree uh, a thousand percent. Being sarcastic, I think. No, I'm not sarcastic oh. at all. Things are going back oh. exactly how it yeah, was. I don't agree. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's not possible, unfortunately. I don't think. I don't think it's going back. I hope you're right. Guys, right. think about the no, 2000... I hope you're right too, man. Think I, about the 2008 no, crash, right? Everything fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. Everything this is way went different, back though. pretty yeah. much to the same thing after that. And yeah, we all thought this like. way different, though. Yeah, but even know. even Way in the worse. specifics there, we thought the financial system is going to reorganize, that we're going to break yeah. up the big banks, like right, right. nothing changed. But even in that very specific like, sector. It's it's mm. it's not only that, like, yeah, a lot of people lost their jobs then and, you know, but it, the workforce has changed in terms of like, like offices. I, like I have a friend who works for a company and she said, they're just going to get rid of their office now. Everyone's going to work from home. Like, I'll, like in that way, I, I'll, jobs will be eliminated completely, I think. Yeah, Mar- Martina, I agree with you completely, Martina. Unfortunately, it, there's a sociocultural element to this that's unique to a pandemic that makes the whole thing completely different. And it's really apples and oranges. I wish it wasn't the case. And I hope you're right, Philippe. I really do. But Yeah, I'm right. I- trust me. <laughs> okay. Just buy my course. Buy my course. Buy my course. Can I do you, do you want my credit card? <laughs> yes, please. Is it recurring? Yeah, that's I, it here, yeah. No, it's but a one-time. Also, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's it's interesting to see now, like 
who is thriving and it's like like you can even see it with like the late night shows like now all these late night hosts have to be youtubers and they're doing a pretty bad job at it i mean some i don't know have you watched any clips of any of the late night shows i've just seen like oh, trevor Noah. Oh, the one trevor with the Noah. tom hanks oh i didn't i mean i didn't see that i haven't checked in like this week but like since you know yeah, since I quarantine mean, it's, started it's i've seen little clips it's not i don't watch it it's not that it's i, I don't like it that much it's weird it's not not good. but it's what's interesting is like all these hosts have to become creators um and most of them are are really you know struggling at and and it's interesting to see like the U- youtubers that have their own shows and 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 um have all the tools to create beautiful videos on their own i mean they're the ones that are succeeding at least on youtube and getting the most views and they're doing really well right now and making a lot of money and I just think, yeah, I mean, I think like with musicians, it's, it's the same, it's the same thing. Like, like the people who can figure out, and it's unfortunate that we have to put on all these hats that that don't pertain to music and that we have to learn all these other skills, but, but those are the people that are thriving and they're gaining an audience now. And it's, I think for those people, it will continue to build. So I, I feel like it's really, like, I feel like I've been working harder than ever right now. Cause I think this is, I don't know what's going to happen to my, you know, to gigs in the future. And like, this is the only insurance I have. I mean, so you say that sitting, like sitting in, sitting this one out and just waiting for everything to, to go away and then go back to like start performing again and is is a way is pretty much a, a gamble so you're saying we should absolutely and we should yeah, pretty much like huge gamble like compete with what's going on online and totally like figure and out a way to and here's an example um so my husband he just walked into the other room his name's josh he has he's a trombone player he has this band called lucky chops and um they're they're a brass band that's like alt rock pop i don't know they're in multi-genre band but they have a really huge following like in the millions and when quarantine started all of our gigs were canceled and we were so stressed and i helped him make a video i I mean i promoted i said like i'm teaching i got a few students i made a video for them saying you know every band member did a little clip saying about what they could teach and within two days they got 1500 inquiries for students and that's because they have no it's i mean it's amazing and like so it's like the online following is capital it's it's like yeah and and um and i haven't put in the time in my life that he has towards towards the you know an internet presence. So let me ask you that. How, how, how much were they active outside versus from home promoting videos and doing that stuff? Because like, in other words, are their followers from before were from live or from online? I think, 
I think mostly from online. I mean, I think online led to a large live following because they, from the beginning, they were really focused on videos. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it's like, it's so, it's so powerful. And, and I understand like also certain types of music lend themselves more to like, you know, to having an online appeal, but but I think, yeah, I think if you start with that and you grow from there, then rather than like building up your following in person, you like, you know, you have new people that are all, that are going to know you without having met you and that will come to your live shows. Yeah, yeah. whenever, whenever in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's always something I've been struggling with because... Uh, not to make this, you know, like uh, uh, a course <laughs> of you teaching us how to be uh, online stars, but if you put on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, it it always feels like it's the same community of friends and, and targeted ads. I learned so that's how you know. Every time I do a video with and like, look, I don't have an enormous following, but it's grown a lot over the past couple of years. I target ads like in really specific places. Like I never do an automatic ad. Like I get super targeted. I mean, that's how Trump won the election through Facebook ads, like the most specific ads you could think of. And yeah, so it's- but Don't you guys feel that we've only, I mean, there are people that make YouTube content because they, for the sake of the content, they make, like Adam Neely makes videos to explain musical concepts or some theory or, um, but most of us, I think we make the content because we want to perform live. It's a, it's, it's a tool. It's not yeah. the final goal. We don't make YouTube videos because we want a lot of likes or because we all want to perform this stuff live and have people come to our shows. And I don't, if you guys say it's changing and it's going more there, I, I we still, want to do what we do, what we love doing most, which is performing it live, right? So if that becomes, the tool becomes the objective, then I think, you know, like we're getting lost. Well, I mean, I've, I've personally embraced video making as an art form. Like I've- It totally is. I mean, it's totally, it's, it's an art form, yes. And, and I think what Adam's doing, that's one, like that's like an educational channel. And like, mm. that's one thing. I, and I'm just talking about videos where you don't speak, you know, just a performance where you're not speaking mm. at all. But what kind of I mean, yeah, it sucks that we have to do all these other things and we can't just focus on playing music and, and performing live, but I They will all come back guys, really, we'll all come back. I'm trust we have we'll have this conversation in four months and we'll be like wow look at us we were like getting depressed over there it's like, like two uh, years I'll be like you were right no man I'll just say this I I you know not to be this nor on either extreme I've learned a lot just by being here and like yes working here and having to figure out uh, how to be online better. And uh, setting up all this like streaming stuff, I've, I've never had interest in it. And I still don't really, I do it for Nicole because she has followers. But 
while doing that, I got better at uh, setting up a good miking uh, situation for the drums, where now I'm like, oh, I can record drums for people and, mm-hmm. you know, work in like overdubbing, whatever. So I try to embrace it like that. Uh, yeah, you have to. As a band leader or, a, or a, you know, like a creator, I, I don't know what to do that's not like feeling like it's a temporary or like... Co- you know like only like a pandemic type of content you know like i want to maybe like call finzer and new and new and new and new and make a video of all of us playing at the same time i don't know how that would translate a year from now where stuff is maybe back to normal if, if that's going to be still relevant i mean i think i think again you have to adapt and be more creative like that's what everybody's doing right now but what's the next thing what could you do that's not that you know, like it doesn't have to be that. People can still go outside and make good make good um, videos. Like in the ten minutes that they're outside, they could shoot some stuff that you know ends up being a more creative, artistic video than right. like just the this screen, you know, mm-hmm. of us all playing, trying to play together. I just uh, you know I think it's going to adapt and change, but I think that. I mean, Martina is right. In my experience, like having played and toured with some bands that have done it by making videos and putting them on the internet and now tour around the world. I mean, it's possible to do it. It's just whether or not you put in the time and find something that people want to connect to because it's not always the thing that we want it to be. That's That's the disconnect, I think, for most of us. At least I'm speaking for jazz musicians as a whole, I suppose, but that are the disconnects that we make, the, like Philippe was saying, we make the thing that we want to make rather than what people want to see. But when people, when, you know, when you embrace it, what it is that the audience wants to see and it happens to line up with what you want to make, that's when people end up being really successful because they find an interest people have in whatever and then they are also passionate about making it. And so that's us, I think, us finding what that thing is that we can make that people also want to see from us, you know? What, not that you can't do other stuff, because of course you can. But anyway, that's just my opinion. But I'll leave my opinion out of it. <laughs> Man, this was so much time and work to produce a high quality video that it's only worth it if you are into it and if you want to. Right. Do, right. Know? Only if right. you want to. Of course. Yeah. I mean, of course. And like, I don't want. Like, I also understand. Yeah, no, of course. And I, I understand, like, I'm a singer. Like, that's already accessible, like, maybe more accessible in a mainstream. I mean, I don't know. Like, but I I try not to view it as a temporary thing and to make a video that's beautiful, that will stand on its own and, like, embrace the limitations that I have to to make something cool. But yeah i i yeah but that's that's just my no i think everybody has to figure out their own path through all of this but um i just i just want to say i'm just really appreciative of everybody's time tonight it's gone longer than usual and i'm really happy because it was like probably one of the most real conversations that we've had kind of really you know centered around the real issues that we're having so um i'll be glad to have everyone back another time but i think we should wrap tonight up for now Uh, i don't want to take advantage of anybody so uh, i just love to go around one more time and let everybody 
tell people where they want them to connect with them, whether it's on Instagram or website, whatever, just tell people where to find your stuff. And uh, let's start, <clears throat> excuse me, let's start with Andy Gataskis. Yeah, uh, I have a website, www.andrewgatowskis.com. <laughs> and I'm on Instagram with the same name, Facebook, Twitter. And I also have a new Instagram page as a joke. I started a thing called uh, Sweet Sax Licks. Sweet so good. Sax Licks. And uh, uh, as a joke, I said to my girlfriend, I said, uh, I'll pay you a sweet sax lick for a dollar. And then she paid me a dollar. And uh, so I put that up on Instagram. <laughs> How many are we up to now? So I've, I have 49 videos. That means $49 have been given to me. <laughs> Actually, more than that. And, and uh, just really quickly to talk about like the content thing, it's like that has been an interesting lesson in, you know, in a couple of weeks of doing that, like, you know, went from zero to, you know, however many hundred, couple hundred followers, maybe, maybe a little less than that, but just from just constantly putting shit out and, uh, mm -hmm. And they're silly, but it's, you know, it's fun. So anyway, you can find me there. And Sweet uh, sax licks. Send me a dollar or more and I'll play a sax lick and put it on Instagram. You should have done like $50 jazz licks. I mean, $1 jazz lick is this not adding up. $50 jazz lick, come on. I mean, $1 is, seems manageable, but then if, you know, a thousand people do it, then I have a lot of work to do. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. You'll play all of your ideas. You'll have no yeah, luck. yeah. I've already gone through them all. 49 of them. 49. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Andy Bianco, you want to tell people where to connect? Yeah, so once again, Nick, thanks for hosting this. And Dan, uh, Andrew, it was great, great seeing you guys as well. And Martina and Philippe, great meeting you. Wish you all the best. Hope to connect with you, uh, hopefully, uh, in the real world sometime soon. You can find me on Instagram at Bianco Andy and also on Facebook at Andy Bianco and Andy Bianco Music. So come on, uh, check it out. And I wish you all the best. Thanks again. And uh, Dan Pugach. Uh, DanPugach.com or Instagram slash Dan Pugach. Um, yeah. And on Nicole's channel too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, Nicole's the writer. But what's her? Nicole Z Music? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Martina? Um, uh, my website's under construction, so Instagram, uh, it's at, it's Doss, and um, you can subscribe to me on YouTube. Thank you for hosting us, Nick. Yeah, of course. And Philippe. Yo, so it's uh, at Philippe Lem, that's my Instagram, or philippelem.com, or Facebook Philippe Lem. And there's a secret page that I made a long time ago, which is called Jazz Mustache, which is, uh, <laughs> if you do this, if somebody plays something very, very flashy, like, oh, so I started to take photos of like people doing the jazz mustache, but that might be like a t-shirt line down the line for now. But there you go. Like Obama jazz mustache or yeah. That's funny. So you could follow that one too, if you want. Funny, funny. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you all so much. And, thank uh, thank we'll, you. Uh, Thanks, Nick. We'll Thanks, see Nick. you all real soon.